Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Bet online is the fastest, easiest way to wage all of your favorite sports, contests, and events with the first to market eyes and lines. Find reviews and news in every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top resource for all your sports information. From live in-game betting, props, and features, head on to BetOnline today. Use your mobile device and join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BLEAV50 to receive your 50% discount. Welcome bonus to your first for your first deposit. Bet online when the game starts. Yeah, yeah, because I was like, Nick Anderson missed those free throws, and he wasn't the same since. Yeah, no, yeah, he wasn't the same in the NBA. That's right, what I'm that's saying. What I'm it's like it's like it was like a big part of him was getting fouled and going to the free throw line because he was a big guard, six five, bang bang, and then you get fouled. He was shooting eight like eighty five percent from the free throw line. He missed those four free throws with those with the pressure. He never wanted to go back to the line after that. Yeah. So that that changed the course of his in the trage- trajectory of his career, man. Yeah, you know, really, really good player, man. And you know, you just pressure does things to people, man. Yep. No, I mean, like I said, I, I remember I watched that series. I always thought like, like they could put Tracy in there for Robert Ory. He do the same thing Robert Ory do. But you know I was on the injured list. Yeah, that's they what put I said. me on the injured list. That's another thing that you know, I, I you know. The politics of the game, man. Yeah, you know, of course. You know, of course. We have guys overseas that that that's that's got to stay on the playoff roster, or else it's a violation of contracts. So yeah, like, I got you. I got you. I got you. So uh, after after it, it was that was a bittersweet situation. I wish I had another shot at another championship because yeah. I, I love that team. Mm-hmm. I love having a championship, but I wanted to be a part of it. No, I, I was a part of it behind the scenes, like in practice, being the best Dennis Scott or Dan Marley I can be, so they can, you know, scout and and, and be ready for that. But mm-hmm. who sees that? Nobody sees that, <laughs> right? That's true. That's I mean, true. I wouldn't have got me and Tim Bro wouldn't have got you know full share of the playoff money if we didn't do our part too, right? You know, right, right, right. but but you know, it's like who sees that? That's mm-hmm. all behind the scenes. Nobody sees that. That's true. You know, so 
you know, I, I, I felt like I deserved a ring and deserved a full full cut. But as I said, again, who saw it? I, I, I want to, you know, everybody dreams about being in the finals and, and winning that championship and, and with the jersey on, you sweating, you holding that trophy up. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, everybody dreams about that. Right. right I, I right. didn't get that in my reality. I got you. I got you. I got you. So after Houston, you go to uh, Washington, correct? Toronto for a year. The, Toronto the, for a year. year. Okay. Okay. It was. It was. Um. So what happened was it was it was uh, expansion draft. There were two Canadian uh, yeah. teams that came yeah, yeah. in, mm-hmm. and Houston protected me from the draft because they had planned on resigning me. Mm-hmm. So the expansion draft happens. It's over. Houston decides to go in another direction. (laughs) (laughs) I'm stuck like Chuck out there as a free agent, unproven, nobody knocking on my door. Mm -hmm. So I'm at home. Everybody's in training camp. I'm at home working my ass off by myself, you know, bugging the hell out of my agent. Anybody, anybody, any takers, anybody. (laughs) Um, And... <clears throat> he was talking. I said, call call Toronto, man. You know, I got a relationship with Isaiah Thomas. Call Toronto. Isaiah was honest with him. You know, you know, we don't have money. We we can give him minimum and he have opportunity to, to reestablish his career. But mm-hmm. we don't have any money. And you know, the agents about the money. They're trying to get the money. Of course, of course. So I was like, man, look, damn what you're saying. Give me, give me Isaiah's, give me Isaiah's number. Let me talk to him. Mm-hmm. So I called him and talked to him, and he told me the exact same thing my agent told me. I said, you know what, man, I need the opportunity. Damn money, money. You know, I can always get that back. Right. Give right, me a plane right. ticket. I'm on the way. So I went up there and had my best years of pro. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Because you was averaging about like twenty or eighteen, something like that, right? I, I was averaging sixteen a game. I st- I was I was I was coming off the bench for the first half of the season. Then when the trade deadline came around, they made some trades. They inserted me in the starting lineup. Um, now as a, a reserve, I was getting about nine a game. Mm-hmm. Um, as a starter, I was getting twenty two a game. Even got an all star vote. So you know, I, I was doing my thing as a starter. Mm-hmm. Um, but who pays attention to starters in Canada when no one was really watching games up in Canada at the time? You know, <laughs> who's watching that? Who who cares? Right. You know, right, right, I mean, right. we we've had we had some. Nobody was knowing what I was doing up there. Mm. I was, I had an eleven point jump. I probably had possibly the biggest jump in NBA history when it came to from one year to the next. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was up for most improved. Because I'm up there and nobody knows what I'm doing, George Mirasan gets most improved. I, that should have been mine. Right, right, right. I understand not getting – I was up for, for six-man, too. I understand not getting that shit. That was the great Kobe Bryant. Ah, uh, he went six-man. He did win six-man. <laughs> yeah, I was up for it. Yep. Right, right, right. So I, I felt I should have had at least one of those awards. Right. But right. I didn't get any of them. I had, right. as I say again, I had the biggest jump in NBA history. I had a major jump in all of my stats. Mm-hmm. I finally mm-hmm. played, man. And I played free. So 
Damon was rookie of the year. We were the number, we were the one two punch that year. Oliver Miller was an outstanding player. Mm-hmm. Um, one one of my best teammates and best friends to this day. Um, Damon and Oliver had had you know they those two really helped me get my seven year deal with Washington after that because mm-hmm. those, those dudes we we were all working together. We were working to get Damon. Um, rookie of the year. I was working for a new contract and Oliver was working to reestablish himself. Right. Coming out of Phoenix. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Looking to reestablish himself. So I really, I really thought that we had a future there. I was going to resign with Toronto, but they couldn't resign me because of some wacky rule that I would have had to make this like maybe 20% more because of some deal, you know. So I ended up signing with Washington. Mm -hmm. Um, that was weird too because Jawan Howard has signed to go to Miami, okay, for a hundred and one million, and something went wrong with that contract after I signed with Washington, mm-hmm. and he came back to Washington. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember signed, that. And signed a, a similar deal with Washington. Mm-hmm. So now I'm thinking I'm going to start. Now I go back to the bench. <laughs> so, I mean, if I was knowing that before, I would have probably chose the Lakers because there was a deal on there with the Lakers and Washington. Mm-hmm. Washington gave me one more year than the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Jawan Howard wasn't there. I was going to start. I probably wouldn't have started with the Lakers, but at least I would have been home. Yeah. Established yeah. myself. You know, before Shaq and Kobe came in, so I would have been part of something special coming up. Right, right, right. right. Oh, how did I know that though? Yeah, you know, nobody, nobody knows. Yeah, how did I know that? Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I mean, some good things happened in Washington. You know, I had a fifty-point game. We had um, a, a really good playoff series against Chicago. Even though we got swept, it was really, really competitive. Mm-hmm, Michael mm-hmm. called us the team of the future, um, but. After six coaches in four years, I, I had to get out of there, bro. It was, <laughs> six coaches, yeah, yeah, six yeah. coaches in four years. That's crazy. I, I it, it, my role changed with every coach, and I was <laughs> like, "All right, I'm done." And then, and then they fired the coach that year too, and and they were bringing in Leonard Hamilton, who was a college coach. Yeah, so that yeah, would have yeah. been my seventh coach. That's crazy. So I was like, you know what? Things are too inconsistent at the leadership here. So I, I got, I got to bounce, man. Okay. I got to go somewhere else. Where, and and you know, you you let your agent do that. You don't tell Michael Jordan and 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 and, and Wes Unsell that I want to be traded. That's right. The, that's the stupidest shit in the world. Right, 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 right. But I was so frustrated. I wasn't in my right mind. <laughs> in my in my exit meeting i wasn't in my right mind it was the dumbest shit to ever do mm-hmm. I, I regret that to this day because it was a downhill spiral from that point with my career mm-hmm. okay okay no like i said i feel like you know now people obviously nowadays people do it all the time but back then you know it wasn't like you just let your agent you know kind of do behind the scenes right. kind of thing you right. know what i'm saying so right. yeah so after after you get traded from Washington, where do you where do you end up at? 
I went to Denver for a half a year, mm-hmm. back to Toronto for two and a half. That's when mm-hmm. I, you know, played with Dell and the Curry boys. I played with Vince Carter, Mo Pete. Yep, yep. Uh, Alvin Williams, An- Antonio Davis. I mean, really, really good team, man. Chris Childs, Keon Clark. I mean, we we had some we had some dogs on that team, mm-hmm. um, and 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 Akeem came up and ended his career up there. Yeah, I remember we, that. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, we really had a really good team, mm-hmm. um, and we lost to AI and M when Vince went to gra- graduate. And yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. When he had the shot, he actually had the shot to win the game seven, and he yeah. missed it. Yeah, yeah, but you know. If you make it, then you can say graduation didn't affect you. If you miss it, everybody's going to jump on. You, know, <laughs> you know how that is, man. Yeah, yeah, no, um, definitely, definitely. But, but that was a, a huge opportunity that was missed for us because I think that team could have gone to the Eastern Conference Finals and won it and played the Lakers in the finals. No, so, no, I, I think you guys would have matched up great with Milwaukee, you know. Uh, we, we we had Milwaukee there the whole year. Right, right. Well, we wouldn't worry about Milwaukee. Um that Philly went to the finals instead of us, man. And that should have been us. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. So that was and that. From there, I had an arthroscopic hip surgery. And so, you know, they thought that I wasn't going to be no good after that. So um, they sent me to the Lakers. Okay. okay. You know, and, and keep in mind, I, you know, what I did, in, you know, in Washington. Now I'm with Phil Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> so you already know that wasn't going to go good, but that team, you know, to be home for a year, be around my family, mm-hmm. uh, they get to come to the games, uh, you know, and the games, there were some games I played that they were able to, to witness me in the Laker uniform. Um, Chick Hearn died that year. So it started off the year bad. Uh, the, the big fight with Sacramento, Rick, yeah. Uh, Devin George gets hurt. Um, and then I'm thinking I'm going to play and they start Kareem Rush. And, you know, it's no shade against Kareem, but, you know, supposedly, you know, Phil doesn't like rookies and he played Kareem. Yeah, he played him. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. He laid yeah. rock, rock out, you know. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, there was no communication that whole year. Um, I tried to find out what my role was going to be, but there was no communication. So it was what it was. And I just tried to enjoy my time with the guys, you know, on the bus, in the locker room, you know, on, on the practice court, on the, you know, during the games, you know, you know, just going to war with them, man. And joking and, you know, off the court stuff with them was always fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it, it, we, it's hard to win four championships in a row. Yeah, we were going for four that year. I, I think the guys just ran out of gas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Plus, Rick got hurt and, and Devin got hurt. So, yeah. you know, that's two key pieces. No, no, definitely, definitely. You know, you can't the chemistry. You know, like it's just like you can't just like take guys out of championship teams, and you know, because right. that year, what was that year that you uh, was the loss to San Antonio? Yeah, yeah, loss to San Antonio. Yep. You would have won that, if Robert Ory hits the that three. Started them all. That started yeah. them all. Yeah, because I'm like, if Robert Ory hits that three that rolled in and out, and I think in game five, I think I would have won the series in game six, you know? So, I, yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember that for sure. And then, so, 
then the next year, um, which was my last full year, or uh, last year, uh, I'd say half a year. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they we went until they decided to, to change directions with the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started my career in Portland. I finished it in Portland. Mm-hmm. I was with the Blazers with Bonzi Wells and Damon Stoudemire and Rasheed Wallace. We had a young, talented Zach Randolph. <laughs> we had a young Quintel Woods. Um, we had a really young Travis Outlaw. Young, yeah, I, I remember that team. It was young, athletic. Young, athletic, talented, but we weren't going to win. You know, we weren't going to win. We were young, mm. man. So, you know, it was, it was one of those – my role on there was – to try to you know just put my arm around the young fellas and try to be teach them how to be professional you know right, that, that, right, that was right. my role on the team so basically come practice every day don't really expect to play too much and and uh just you know do that you know so i was cool with that mm-hmm. you know i was cool with that but you know when they changed directions and they let me go then that's when i went overseas and played another three years i didn't even want to try to get back with another team because it was just starting to get disappointing at that point Ah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. I didn't want to, you know, go get a 10-day with somebody or wait to be signed or try to go on somebody's training camp next year. I wasn't trying to do all that anymore. Training camp, man, anybody's been through training camp, that's something you dread every year. You're not trying to – and you get to year 12, it's like, man, I'm not trying to do training camp anymore. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, I did training camp with the New York Knicks the next year after Portland. Yeah. They had 15 guaranteed contracts. That mean I had to knock a contract. Oh, okay. Isaiah was the GM up there. Lenny Wilkins was the head coach up there. They both dealt with me before. So Mm -hmm. they were give me a legitimate shot to do it. And and I got down to 223, probably the best shape I've been in in my life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I went up to New York for the summer and worked out with them. You know, got, you know, around them so they can know me. I know them, know my work ethic. They see me working every day. I came in a training camp on fire. Right. And that's the year that Allen went through that micro. Uh, yeah, with his knee, right? It might, yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, 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 that yeah. Surgery, you know, so, you know, they were looking for another guy to shoot the ball to, to be, but they had made all of these signings, you know what I'm saying? So I'm going through training camp killing, and all of a sudden, we're in this one game where we're about to win and our big fella at the time on, on the team that I'm playing on was Minky Batir, a big Chinese guy. He mm-hmm. Threw a ball low and it went into the backcourt. So I went sprinting after. This is Trevor Reese's uh, rookie year. Okay, okay, okay. I went down to get the ball, pulled my hamstring. Only time I ever pulled my hamstring ever in my career. Wow. Never wasn't the same coming back. No. And as soon as I got healthy, I got cut. Man. I, I, I wasn't right. I wasn't right. You know, you know how they rush you back? Yeah. Not yeah. Right? Yep. I should, I should just sat out. Just <laughs> let me get 100% before coming back, you know. But but I came back. I wasn't right. Then now I wasn't shooting the ball. I wasn't confident in my movement because you hurt yeah. you're not confident in your movement. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I, ended up, I ended up getting cut and going overseas and playing over in Greece for two years and then France for one. 
Okay. And how was those experiences, you know, Greece and France? The first year in Greece was outstanding. I played with Panathinaikos. Oh, okay. I played yeah. with Michael yeah. Feast over there. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. That team was a bunch of guys that beat that 2004 Team USA. Yep, 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 yep. With the big so, baby shack so you and know all them I, dudes. You know I had to hear. You know I had to hear. <laughs> You know, they were telling me stories about guys at, out at all hours of the night partying and stuff. That's why they didn't win. They weren't yeah. on, on getting the gold medal. They were out, out trying to see Greece. <laughs> yeah. see, let's see what Greece nightlife got to offer. Right, yeah. right, right. No, no. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, that was a great experience. Uh, coach Obradovich is probably the best coach I ever played for. Mm -hmm. I mean, he knew how to manage his players. He had different tactics than than we did over here. First time I've ever seen double teaming from the baseline side. It came from him. I'm like, I'm backing down the guy and I'm turning from my patented fadeaway on the baseline. This guy there already. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Where he come from? Where he yeah. come from? <laughs> you know, so you almost had to, you know, force your way to the middle. Yes, yeah, they do do that. Like they make you, yeah. they have you turn to the baseline yeah, with a baseline yeah, help. Yeah, man, yeah. And yeah. I, I was like, oh man, that they took away bread and butter of mine on, on the post. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I mean, I learned a lot of new stuff over there, stuff I haven't seen before. And right. then that's, that's where the five out offense comes from. It comes from Europe. Yep. 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 So I was playing. I was playing that this type of basketball before before it came over here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Shot shit out of the ball that year. Uh, he told he told me that he's seen, you know, he's Serbian. He's seen a lot of great players, you know. Mm -hmm. He said he told me that I was the best player he's ever seen, uh, the best shooter that oh. he's ever seen. And that's saying something coming from Serbia, you know. Yeah, yeah. come on, man, Stojakovic. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, you know. And, like, all of them, yeah. pay, you know, Stojakovic. Yeah, yeah. yeah all of them. He, he, he coached. A lot of great players, man, and for him to say that I was the best shooter he's ever seen, that's like wow, that's mm -hmm. a hell of a compliment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. second year, um, I was a vet. It was like 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 the Portland situation. Being a vet, we got three eighteen year olds, two seventeen year olds, and you're trying to help them develop. Mm -hmm. You know, winning wasn't a priority until they fired the coach. They fired the coach during Christmas. So that means, you know, I come back from Christmas. They're looking at me like, what are you doing here? I'm like, I work here. What do you mean when I do? <laughs> I got work here. <laughs> so I had to go through the trying to steal the car, uh, shutting the electricity off, shutting the, the, the uh, heat. When they turned the heat off, I was like, all right, I'm out. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Sorry, Palk. Y'all did that. I had to go. <laughs> I have no, I have no problems naming them. No right. problem because they the ones that did it. And right. if I was any player looking for a, a spot in Greece, I would not go to Powell. Mm. I see. Well, there you go. People yeah. listening, you better listen up. Yeah, I would not go to Powell. <laughs> they, they give you your first couple months of money, but then. Uh, they're looking around at you like Avrio. Avrio means tomorrow. Tomorrow yeah. or nothing. You better get my money today. <laughs> well, I'm going to be sitting over here. Right, 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 right. Yeah, and, you know, the best told me, you know, a long time ago, like, you know, you go over there, you know, if you don't get your money, sit out. 
So like, so that's what I did. So it was like a standoff, bro. Mm. Like showing up, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get on the floor. I, man, I was out for like a week. Right. They were trying to give me my money before the game because they wanted me to play before the game, but it didn't show up. So I'm like, All right, I'm not playing the game either. Right? No, no, yeah, that happens a lot. That happens right. a lot over there. Yeah. Right. Right. So. You know, after that experience, I was like, I'm cool going back overseas, man. I'm done. I'm retired. But then mm-hmm. Jeff Lear called me. Um, he's played 10 years in France. I played against him. He was he was Doug Christie's teammate over at Pepperdine. Okay. okay. Uh, he went to Bishop Amat. So, I, I, you know, I grew up playing against Jeff. So, mm-hmm. he's like, come on and play with me, bro. You know, like, I speak fluent French. You know, that – what happened to you over there is not going to happen to you here. You're going to get your money. Uh, just come come hang with your boy. I'm like, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. So I went over there. That was a cool experience. We had five Americans on one team. You know, of course, they had passports. But, yeah, yeah. you know, you know the rule. Yeah, of course, of course. But, but we were in first place, man, until our coach started wigging out. I don't know if he, you know, I heard he was a big partier. And, you know, he was, you know, maybe he was. It was a bad night, you know, or whatever he was drinking or snorting. Um, but we started, you know, self-destructing the team, man. You know, worrying about what we're talking about and what we're doing instead of worrying about, you know, coaching the team. And all of a sudden, you know, me and him had a blow up. And I don't blow up with coaches. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I've never argued with coaches. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Like, you know, whatever you say, all right, coach, I'll do what you want me to do. But we had a blow up. I told him, I said, if you stop worrying about what we're saying over here while stretching and you worry about a game plan, then maybe we wouldn't get beat by 30. We got mm-hmm. we on a road trip to show late and got dragged by 30. I had the flu and a couple other guys were sick and it was a 10 hour bus ride. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. I remember those. Man, we took that 10 hour bus ride back to Shalom. He told us, don't go to the cars, go to the locker room. Right. So we went to the locker room. He told us to get dressed. He told us to run every bleacher. And we have a pretty nice size arena. Right, right, right. We ran ran the bleachers. I was breaking up the French and Americans from fighting because everybody was playing the game, playing game and pointing fingers and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm, I'm mm -hmm. breaking people up while running. (laughs) We're, we're We're finally done running the bleachers and we come down. And he tells us, get on the line. We run suicides. Told us to get on the sideline. We run 17s. Mm-hmm. Tells us to get back on the line over here. Defensive suicides. In the defensive defensive suicides? In the defensive stand, defensive slides. Oh, my gosh, dude. Now, at 36, like, the majority of our team that was, you know, the production of the team were 35, 36, 37. Mm-hmm. Now, I have a history of hip problems. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hip problems goes to your back. Right. My back is on fire. <laughs> so so that that's when we did that for a couple of hours, and we were there so long, we didn't even we even had individual meetings afterwards. So we just stayed in the locker room, man. We didn't even we we had practice at five. We were there the whole time. We just sat in the, in the locker room like, may as well not go anywhere because we're about to practice in a minute. So right. we sat in there. And, and, and 
that's when I was stretching and talking about, man, I don't know if I'm going to make it through this one, Jeff. And then that's when he blew up and and worried about what we were talking about. Right, 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 right. That's right, when right. I said what I said. As soon as I said that, I knew somebody was on their way. Yeah, 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 yeah. I knew somebody was on their way, you know, because, you know, their thing is they're always trying to control somebody. Of course, of course. You know, I, and, I, and I had a blow up with a brother bitch too, at, at, you know, I had back spasms and we lost against Cheska Moscow yeah, in, yeah. in Moscow and her brother bitch and the Moscow coach were best friends. So they had like a little bet between them. Ah, okay. And okay. then he lost the bet. So he was a little upset. So we had an early curfew and all of that. So I'm barely moving my team. We had the, we got back to the hotel. He gave us like 20 minutes to shower and be down for dinner because he gave us an early curfew. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, my my roommate, and then for people who don't know overseas, you got roommates. <laughs> in the hotel like being, on the like road, being, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like being in college again. Yep. So my roommate took 15 minutes in the shower, mm-hmm. which leaves a back spasm guy five minutes to shower and get down. That ain't happening. Right. Right. I'll right. get down there about, you know, five minutes late and I walk and sit down. This dude just follows me and he says, You're late again. I'll get you up out of here. I don't play it. And so he just kind of went off. So I followed him back over to the table. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know what that was all about, but you knew I had back spasms and you know I'm not moving fast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, sending me home. To my family, my house and cars and all that shit is not a bad thing that you said. <laughs> so, I, so I said, I, I said, look, coach, I respect you. I'm not going to be like some of these Americans that's come over here. If you want me to do something, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. You don't need to come at me like that. As soon as we got that established, we're good, man. He's like, he, then he was like, look, if you're going to be late, Make sure you stop by here and let me know why. And then, so it was more of a respect and a knowledge him thing as come as you're coming through. Right, so, right, you right. Know, as long as we got that, you know, established, we we were cool. We never had a problem again. Okay, okay. You know, okay. Probably, as I said, again, he's one of the best coaches I've ever, ever, I've ever played for, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, you know, that France situation, that dude was crazy, man. Greg <laughs> Bignon was his name. That dude was nuts. I don't know what his problem was. Nah, some of them coaches be on power trips, you know, for some for some reason. I don't even know why. Like, you don't even need to be like, we were you in know. first place. Right. First place. So you tore up the team because you feel in some way, certain way, and we're in first place? Yeah. They they they're trying to get to Euroleague. They finished third that year. The whole Man. shit got messed up because right. self destructive. That's a, I believe it. You know I've been through a situation where coaches be like tripping and cut dudes, and they be cutting good dudes. Kill the chemistry, bro. Don't kill yeah. the chemistry. Yeah. Paying down debt can be stressful especially when you need to keep track of multiple monthly payment dates. If you're tired of juggling these due dates, consolidating with a personal loan could be your answer. That way, you'll just have one due date a month instead of many. 
and Credit Karma can help you find the best option for you. Credit Karma uses your credit data to find loan officers that are personalized to you so you can have a better idea of what loan amount you can get approved for. Credit Karma will even show you chances of approval, show you choice between loan officers, and you'll likely get approved, you're likely not to get approved, to apply with more confidence. Comparing loan officers on Credit Karma is 100% free, won't affect your credit scores, and could save you money. Again, that's creditkarma.com slash loan officers to find you the best loan for you. That's creditkarma.com slash loan officers. Credit Karma, apply with more confidence today. Like, dude, he, he, this dude is average. Like, I remember my coach in Holland, he was one of those, like, big name coaches that won a lot right. of championships and uh like he cut like literally my first year he cut like an all-star team of dudes who went on to like like play in like different places italy spain france all these places in europe i'm like and he cut them from our team i'm like dude what are you doing right you, know, you want to win or you want to you know because he wanted to get his type of guys um, that, that was kind of like control and mold. Yeah, and like he can control and mold them yeah. the way he wanted to. It's, it's not sometimes. It's it's like you got to deal with some people who are different in order to win. Sometimes those different dudes are the ones that are talented. Yes, yes. You got to leave those guys alone. Mm -hmm. Let yep. them be them. <laughs> as long as they're within the rules, let them be them. Yeah, I agree. I remember one. The, the craziest one is Kobe be Kobe. How is he going to be Kobe? How are you going to win championships if you don't let Kobe be Kobe? True. If true. you don't let Mike be Mike, how how is how is Chicago going to ever be dominant? Yeah, that's true. That is 100% true. Hey, Shaq, Shaq, off the court, Shaq like to have a good time. If you don't let Shaq be Shaq, how is he going to give you what he's going to give you on the court? Mm -hmm. Leave him alone, man. Let him play. <laughs> now, I do have a question. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you know it was time to kind of hang him up? Injuries and and when 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 the game you love start becoming a job, that's uh, what I'm saying. Like not paying me, coaches got crazier, doing unnecessary stuff, sabotaging teams and stuff like that. It's like when when stuff starts not making sense, mm -hmm. then that's when it's like you know what. My my son was born in 2004, the first year I was in Greece. Mm -hmm. He's now two. Why am I missing time with my son to deal with this shit? <laughs> it makes sense. It makes a hell of a lot of sense. It it, it, it would it would it makes it makes the decision for you. Right, right. You know, do I miss playing basketball at a high level? Of course, because you're always competitive. That's what golf is for now. Golf is a game mentally that 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 tests you more than just or just as much as basketball. It's you and the course. You're playing against the course. I'm not playing against you. I'm playing against the course. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So mentally, I'm just as competitive there as as I am playing basketball. Okay. Oh, yeah. Playing basketball, I can't move anymore, so I can't be as competitive as I used to. 
Right, right, right. No, of course, of course. You know, they like your skill, nice skills to roll, but like just the yeah. movement of your body gets older. Yeah, I get that. Get hurt more. Yeah. Younger people. Yeah. You try to keep up and you can't. Yeah. That's yeah. when you tear some or, 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 or injure something. It's like, uh, it's time. Yeah. It's time. Yeah. Yeah. Time. yeah I was getting a lot of injuries towards the end. It's like, it's time, bro. Yeah. Yeah. The same with myself. I had stress fracture in both my shins, so I still got steel plates in them to this day. So Willie Anderson had that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, you go off, so you like me, you go off through metal detectors. Yeah, yeah I'll be scared sometimes. I'm gonna get that beep, beep, beep. <laughs> Man, I went through the airport yesterday. I was like, uh, they go, why are you standing here? Go through no, I got a hip replacement. I'm, I'm I know that I gotta go through here. Going through there, I'm gonna go off. I'm gonna go off going through there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like, yeah. yeah. But I remember the first year I went back, you know, to try to play after like the surgeries. They was like, what is this? You know, like they did the scan. Like, what is this in your leg? I'm like, I'm like, dude, it's a steel plate. You see the surgery, surgery, you know what I'm saying? Like, what is this? I was like, surgery, man. I had surgery, you know. That <laughs> like, is, that is their, that's their thing too. What is this? Yeah, what is this? What is this? I'm like, dude, it's it's just a steel plate, dude. It's not, you know, I have to play with it in, you know. Right. Oh, right. that's funny. You brought back some memories. What is yeah, right? Exactly. That's how they tell you. What, hey, what is this? What, what are you doing? You know, you know always like, yeah. don't chill. So that's funny. Based on your experience, what would be the, like the best advice, you know, saying, like, you know, for example, like the next, you know, Tracy Merrill or your son, you know, like what would be if he wanted to continue to hoop uh, after college? My thing is if you're going to chase it, like throw all your eggs in one basket. Mm. Mm -hmm. uh, because if you leave yourself no 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 exit then you're going to go all in you're mm -hmm. going to go for it that's that's how i made it i had no no other interests no other alternatives no if i fell on my face i just fell on my face mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. i put all eggs in, in one but a lot of people say don't put all your eggs in one basket that's that that's what a lot of people say all the time those who don't put all their eggs in this basket don't make it mm. But you got to be realistic okay. with those eggs. Like, I mean, shit, I knew by year three, this could happen. Right. Or it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. Right, 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 right. So, all in. <laughs> I went all in, bro. I Texas told him I went all in. I gambled <laughs> on myself. You, you have to realistically know and have positive positive feedback from credible people. Mm -hmm. If you have that positive feedback from credible people, then you know if you should go all in. Okay. If you're not getting that from those people who know, then you better you better have a backup plan. All right, all right. That makes sense. So what was your transition like after you retired? Rough. It was rough because this is all I knew. This is all I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. um, life was over. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Career was over. Life was over. That's the way. That's the, that's the way. So I went through, you know, a little bit of depression. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? It was all over. You know, once once those doors closed, they nailed shut. Mm -hmm. People mm -hmm. you used to reach out to, I don't care if they were friends. I don't care if it was um, 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 teammates. 
people you used to deal with in the league, the league itself, you know, sometimes, it, you know, that door is nailed shut. I was very, very lucky and fortunate and blessed enough to, you know, have a couple people like Leah Wilcox and Krista Chen who mm -hmm. kept that door open for us. They knew how the transition out was. I, I keep suggesting, and I don't, I don't know if it's, you know, if it's something that they're thinking about. Mm -hmm. I, I think that they have a rookie transitional program and they transition people in. I think they need to find a way to transition people out. That for sure they need. They need that for sure. Right, because I, I wasn't the only one struggling. There were a lot of people that may not have had things going on that was like-minded like myself. Mm -hmm. It was traumatic, man. It's, 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 it's like a death. Mm -hmm. it's, it's the death of your career and, and everything that you were known for and what identified you. Mm -hmm. So... Mm -hmm. It was it was a rough transition, man. You know, pops had to kick in the door, man. One day I had the shades down, laying in bed, and kicked in the door. Like, man, you're 36, 37 years old, man. You got the rest of your life ahead of you. You better get your ass up, bro. <laughs> go figure this out. Right, right. So that's when I reached back to to Mike Sonheimer and, and Mark Dellens uh, to see how I can get in, in, into broadcasting. Mm. Um, while I was doing that, I reached out to Coach Herrick, mm -hmm. and he was in the, in the D League at the time, well before mm -hmm. the G, where he was coaching in Bakersfield. So I went up there with him and Sean Rooks, and I went up there and, and coached three years. While coaching in three years there, I I was also um, honing my you know taking broadcast classes with Lou Riggs. God rest his soul. He helped me out so much. I took his class. Um, and I was able to do both mm -hmm. at the same time I was doing, I was coaching here. I was doing women's games over UCLA, you know, to kind of hone my crap. Right, right, right. And whatever was going to hit first, I was either going to be coaching the league or I was going to be broadcasting someone. Whatever hit first, that's where I was going. Right. So I started getting part-time gigs you know, at UCLA men's basketball because Don started venturing into TV. Okay. okay. Then Don ventured all the way into TV. Then that became my job. I'm going on my 14th year now with UCLA uh, doing that. Um, now, there were some coaching opportunities that came up from this G League situation. Mm -hmm. uh, I went to Basketball Without Borders, and I I've been knowing the great Hall of Famer, uh, Teresa Edwards, for a long time. She's like my sister. Mm -hmm. uh, I met her when we were in uh, in Havana, Cuba together. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, we, we were over there for the Pan American Games. Okay, okay. So um, after that, you know, we, we met up again in Basketball Without Board. We were in Mozambique. So doing clinics over in Mozambique, mm -hmm. doing clinics in, in, in Johannesburg with the Basketball Without Board. That whole trip, you know, we got closer, you know, and and – and she had an opportunity that came up. Nola Richardson had gotten fired with the Tulsa Shock. Right. She got promoted to the head coach, and she needed somebody to come help her. So I slid over and helped her in the, in the W. So I had a year of, um, of Tulsa Shock experience. Then I decided, okay, you know, that was cool and all, but the W ain't really for me. Right. Um, 
So I, I continued uh, continued on. That was in the summertime because okay. yeah, yeah. So I, so I'm still broadcast. I'm still continuing on with the broadcasting. Uh, then I, I uh, get the the call. Uh, Kobe's last year, 2015, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. come in and 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 uh, see if I want to be the shooting coach. And you know, knowing that Byron was the head coach, who's big bro, right, right. all pressies, unbelievable dude, big bro. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been knowing Thomas Scott, Byron's son, for a long time. JJ Outlaw is John Outlaw's son. John Outlaw was Bernie Bickerstaff's assistant, so I've been knowing that that young man since he was a, a ball boy for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Larry Lewis, I played with and against for years in the summer league. So. Mark Madsen was on. So it is like family on the staff. So it made sense, right? So um, me and Mitch talked and and, 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 I, and I did that. And, it, you know, it was a real interesting season because we had a bunch of young guys that you needed to develop and we yep. weren't in with that. Yep. You had some veterans like Lou Will who was serious about this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Roy Hibbert, who was trying to find himself again from Indiana. And you had Nick Young, who was talented as hell, but didn't take shit serious. Right, right, right. And then you had Kobe. It's the farewell tour. He takes everything serious. If he's going to play, he's going to play. Right. You know what I'm saying? If he can, it took him so long to get his body ready to play. You know, there's some days he just couldn't go, man. He just, you know, and the young guys couldn't understand why he wasn't practicing. Mm-hmm. Shit, he put 20 years in, bro. <laughs> he practiced for 20 years. Man, hard. Right, right. He didn't miss any days, you know. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, the development. Of, we, we had Larry Nance Jr. too, which was a, a great addition to that team. Um so you had young Julius Randle, Jordan Clarkson, D'Angelo Russell. There was talent, you know. Right, right, talent. right, right. They were young in L.A. Yeah, I might add. So <laughs> you know, so you had all of those dynamics going on, and the farewell tour. So mm-hmm. it was a very hard balance, and of course, the priority is Kobe. You know, you're not going to win. So our job as a coach is to just continue developing. Then somehow we were told halfway through the season we need to start winning some games. <laughs> right? How? How? With, with, with how? What? Yeah. With what? So they end up letting us go at the end of the season. Right. And to me, that – I love being on the staff with Byron and them. It was like a family situation. AC Green and James Worthy were part of the staff. We 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 had a really, really good time, man. You know, trying to teach the young fellas and, and then all of us together too. It was it was it was pretty funny at times. Uh Kobe would spend a lot of time with us because what did he have in common with, with them? He reads books, they play video games. What what's in common? Yes. You know? <laughs> so, so, you know, getting, you know, hanging out with Kobe again after all of these years, of, you know, from being a teammate, and, you know, it, it, it was it was cool to see the evolution from when I was his teammate to when he was in his last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Being a young, young man, real young man, to being a dad, mm-hmm. 
you know, a, a husband, um, a businessman, you know, just the whole evolution of him. It was right. just awesome to see. And which lead to his, his helicopter accident, which crushed me, bro, because mm -hmm. I was with him not too long before that. Right. Uh, Natalia had a, a, a volleyball game in, at Ontario Christian High School. Okay. My girls was running, uh, uh, running, they were in track uh, practice and they were running track right around the corner at Ontario High School. Oh, wow. So I ended up going over there watching the rest of the game and sitting with him for a little while and catching up and talking and stuff like that. Got to see Natalia and gave her a hug and told her a good game and stuff like that. And and then he went his way and went my way. And then a couple of weeks later, I hear this. Mm -hmm. Like, well, actually a couple of weeks later, I see that video of Gigi that went viral. Right. Like, Boy, she's in she's in her she's in your bag. Yeah, no, no, yeah, I saw that she's too. In I saw your that. bag, and, <laughs> like, and then you know, you know the LOL. Yeah, she is, and then that was it, man. It's like a couple weeks later, he was gone, and I was like, mm -hmm. I was crushed, bro. Mm -hmm. I, I found out on a road trip up in Oregon at a doggone uh, 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 Starbucks coffee, going in Starbucks, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like. That's when I got the first call, and it, it was from Mark Henry from the WWE. He's like, "Man, is this true?" Like, I don't know, bro. Let me let me call some people. Right, know? right, right. Yeah, you know. And then, then you hear Rick Fox was on on board, and he wasn't on board, but you hear that he was on board. So I called Rick. Rick Rick's phone sound fine. And Kobe's phone sound a little bit different. When I try to call him, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and then you know, Shaq didn't know. Gary Beatty wasn't picking up, you know, just like people I knew that Byron Byron was didn't know he heard something and he was trying to find out too. I hit the people that he was close to, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and uh, that was just heartbreaking, man. Heartbreaking. No, definitely. I remember my mom called me uncontrollable in her saw, like crying, crying hard. I'm like, well, I thought like family member had died, and then Bro. she had she, you know, she I was like, what's up, mama? And then she was like you know, Kobe, you know? Yeah. So like, yeah, you know, everybody, it was. It, it still hits home, bro. Yeah, yeah, home. yeah. And, 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 you know, the thing about that whole situation is like, we had a game that day, bro. And I, I could not get, I could barely get through the game, bro. Right, like, right, right, right. You know, I, I didn't start the game off. I, you know, had to clean myself up and, you know, my partner carried me for a little while, and then I jumped up in there when I was ready. Halftime, mm -hmm. I had to go let it out again and get back back on the horse again. Mm -hmm. That was a very difficult day, man, because, like, they were real quick in Oregon. You know, like, I when I when it was confirmed to me that it really happened, like, I had gotten my coffee. I was making calls and all that stuff. I walked through security, down the elevator, as soon as I get on the floor, the text from ESPN came. I was like, oh, mm. okay. So Oregon was so fast that, but you know, when you stand up and you do the, you know, national anthem, they did the moment of silence and they had the black and white picture of him. Other than that, I lost it, bro. I lost it. I wasn't no damn good for the first five minutes of the game. I wasn't good, bro. Right, right, right. You know what right. I'm saying? I wasn't good. So. I mean, Cole, man, I met him the first day he came to L.A., man. Mm. You know the infamous Rick, wrist break? I was yeah. there. 
Oh, he was there? Okay, okay. Bro, he came, you know, to the tent. You know, we had the same agent. So, you know, I was talking to him a little bit. Right, 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 right. You know, he's a young, vibrant dude, ready to, you know. And then he started coming out of his shit. I'm like, man, what are you doing? Man, I'm going to go hoop. (laughs) Bro, you don't have nothing to prove. You're a Laker. Right, right. Went out there, rock. You know that that was the first time the the rock cross came. Right, 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 right. The rock crossed somebody. Dude went way over there. Wow, the whole beach go crazy. So he's already feeling the juices of yeah, LA. yeah, 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 yeah. So he's coming back down the left side again. You know, a couple plays later, and he rocks him again. Now he doesn't go as far. He gets there, and he's about to take off again. Dude swept his legs. He broke his damn wrist. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know what I'm saying? I, I, that's why I say, bro, you sure you want to play out here? Yeah. <laughs> these ain't no even these ain't no uh, dudes that's gonna let you go. These are like just regular Joe Schmoes. Yeah, these street dudes, man. You know, they ain't gonna take getting dunked on twice and the whole beast going crazy. Eh? No. You know, but but you know what? You can tell a couple of things that day about him. Number one, he loved the game. Mm-hmm. Number two, you know, he He's he's defiant, man. He's kind of you know. In order to be a star in this league, you got to be kind of defiant. You got to be kind of hard headed and do your own thing. You got you got to walk to the beat of your own drum. You got to you got to go against the grain. Right, 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 right. Um, he was already talented as hell. You can see that on the court. Right. Uh, but 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 he was going to do what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. um, you know, then from that moment he just took off. It just took off like a rocket ship. Yeah, he had some downs at the beginning, but boy, the ups were a lot bigger than the downs. A lot longer, a lot bigger, a lot everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Tracy, man, I want to say thank you, big bro, man. I appreciate you coming on the show, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, I appreciate uh, you, bro. Thanks for calling me. Thanks for Yeah, yeah, man. I just want to say that. Um, I got one more question, and then we just wrap it up. Yeah. You know? Um. And, you know, I always ask, you know, all former athletes, because, like, you've been through it, like you said, with the depression and everything. Like, when mm-hmm. we go through the highs and lows of, you know, our career or life, you know, like, what? how did you get out of your low point? You know, oh. like, was it God? Was it family? Was it a mix of both? Was it yourself? How all did you get above. out of that low point? All of that? It was, it was all of the above. Um, of course, you have to have a spiritual base. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pull yourself out of that type of situation. Um, so God definitely had a lot to do with it. Um, mm-hmm. but I also had the love and support from my family, you know, okay. my mom, okay. dad, my brother, you know, we were the fantastic four before we all got married and had kids. Right. 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 You know, you know, it's our family's grown, but you know, the four are still intact. You know, mm-hmm. those, we, we support each other with everything we do. And, you know, when you down, you know, my pops are strong, man, you know, Hey man, you know, Life ain't over. Let's go. Let's get mm-hmm, back. Mm-hmm, let's mm-hmm. let's figure this thing out. You know, agreed, I mean, agreed. Agreed. We we can't play forever. We got to figure out whatever the next stage is. And it took a while to figure it out, but I figured it out. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and you know, it takes a couple mental coaches as well. You know, Doctor Parham was with me at UCLA. Um, you know, there was a couple people afterwards that mm-hmm. you know I talked to to help me out a little bit. You know. Mm-hmm. It, you can't you can't be ashamed to use people that that can get you back right you you know it used to be a stigma on it man you got like 
people thought I was crazy at UCLA because I was using a mental coach back then. It's right. like, you know, they used to, you know, crack little jokes about it on the team. Oh, Dr. Parham for you, T. Murray, you know. <laughs> you know, but but it's just, you know, it's just aligning yourself the right way. Right. That's all it right. is. Right. You know, right. wherever you're struggling at, it's just giving you an answer to your struggles. That's all. That's true. You know, That's it's 100%. Like, like sometimes, sometimes these are things sometimes you can't even talk to your folks about. Yeah, or, yeah, you know, or, or something you can't talk to your friends about because everybody's got a biased opinion. Yeah, that's true. You need an unbiased answer. Mm -hmm. Somebody's gonna give it to you straight because they don't have no feelings for you. It's this is just straight professional shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? This is what I see. This is what's happening. This is how you change it. This is how it's gonna get better. Boom. That's yep. it. No, so I agree with you on that. Yeah, so, so between all of that support system, you know, this is, is how you get back right. Mm -hmm. Now, is every day perfect? No, every day ain't perfect. There's still days where you're going to struggle. That's just life. I mean, COVID, everybody struggled. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's that's that wasn't no natural shit that everybody went through. Everybody was on lockdown. Yeah. Come on, yeah. man. You're a prisoner in your own home. Nobody likes it. Nobody want to be a prison. <laughs> even, if, even if it's your own home even if it's your own home you want to get out yeah that's true second. that's true that's true very true very you true. know what i'm saying i mean I, I love my home but i had to get out those walls man <laughs> even now even now we're not locked down now but i gotta go play some golf or something bro yeah yeah no i need, no, that, no. I need that vitamin d that sunlight <laughs> I need to go. I need to go in the gym and help some kids. I need mm -hmm. that socialization. Right. We were isolated, bro. Mm -hmm. We we're like in the only. You know, if, if you didn't have a family, then you were isolated by yourself. It's very true. You have very a family, true. and and some of them were scared to see you because of this shit. You didn't even see them. <laughs> That's true. That's a hundred percent true. You know right. what I'm saying? My mom would like she would spray me down. Like, Man. make sure you put this before you come on, baby. I'm like. My yeah, life, my for real, life. For real, for real. And you know, in my mentality is if I'm going to die being around the people I love, I'm just going to die. Right, right, <laughs> right, right, right. That's right, my right. deal, you know, but, you know, I'm glad that, that, you know, that part is behind us. Let's hope this monkey pox don't put everybody back in the houses. Because, <laughs> like, I couldn't do it again. I can't, I did it once, I can't do it again. <laughs> I, I, don't know, I don't know if too many people can do it again. Yeah, man, Man. I mean, my, my, my kids had a hard time with being on lockdown. Like, yeah. they missed their friends in school. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, we did everything that we could to keep our our girls active. You know, we went on bike rides, went to the park. You know, we did activities in the backyard. They swam a lot. You know, I had access to a gym. We went in the gym and, mm -hmm. and went out and developed. So, we were still able to do some things. My son is not an athlete. He's not a basketball player. Right. Well, his lockdown was totally different than everybody else's. Right. He's in those four walls. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he struggled with it. He had to like, that's why coming out of that and he was going into his senior year, I was like, bro, you're going to have a normal year this year. You, you're not going to be on, you know, out of school. You're only going for two or three days out of the year. You're not going to be locked down or doing stuff on the computer. You're going to go to school every day. When he was with me, you know, he did normal shit. 
Right, 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 right. You're gonna your last year of school is gonna be normal. You're gonna go there. You're gonna have friends. You're gonna be there every day from a certain amount of time. If you want to participate in the extracurricular activity, do it. Uh, you want to go to prom and homecoming, all that stuff, do it. You want to go to football games, go. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because he did not have a normal high school year. Because even the schools that he was in before was like not trade schools, but some some different schools where he was only there for like two or three days a week and he'd come in at times where everybody was off campus or some it was just really weird, you know. Yeah, so right, right, right. there was no socialization. He mm. needed socialization. He needed to be around people. Uh, you know, he needed to 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 have a girlfriend and experience that, you know, how to deal with that type of thing. He needed to have a, a group of friends where he can go out and do stuff with. Uh, he needed to to have the opportunity of getting his driver's license. He wasn't getting that, you know, no other way. You know, right. and it's like he he needed to experience something normal. So it makes so sense. Said, I think everybody had went through it. You know, my son, he was out of school for two years. Yeah. So he was, yeah, he was extremely like, yeah, antsy because he just it, didn't it know does what something to you here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm just glad that everybody was able to recover from it. You know? No, definitely. Like, definitely. Don't put everybody back in, and nobody back in the. In the, in the it, I, I was gonna say my um, I you know I was in the COVID relationship breakup. Yeah, I was in that. <laughs> well, I was with somebody for a long time. Yeah. During COVID, we broke up. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, yeah, yeah. Because so we're I, on top of each other. Yeah. You don't have that time away from each other appreciates each other when you come back. Yeah. You're either yeah, gonna grow yeah. closer. Or you're gonna go apart. Yeah, we were, we went during COVID. We went the opposite, you know, to where it got to a point where, yeah, it ain't gonna yeah, work. Yeah, you get you get on your nerves after a while. There's only <laughs> so much you can do looking at each other, and it's like, okay, you know, how else can we we nurture this without without breaking it? You mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I was just I'm blessed that my wife's an athlete, so she's able to get out there and work out. As I say again, we got went on bike rides. We were in the gym together. I trained one kid, she trained the other one. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like like we, we were able to do stuff together and stay on the same pace. She's a school teacher, so she was in one room. Hell, when we were here in California, she was in this room teaching. Right, 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 right. She had a little board in the back. Um, one daughter was in her bedroom, the other one was down there with me. You know, <laughs> like like in Vegas, you know, I had, you know, she she taught in the office. There was one at the desk in the kitchen, one in the studio, and then Kaylin, my son, was upstairs. So everybody had enough room and places to where they can not be distracted. Right, I got you. I got you. But it was still too much, though, man. It was still no, too much. You know, you got you to be around the people that that you have fun with, and, and you know, they all miss their friends. No, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So. But like I said, Tracy, man, I appreciate you again, big bro, man. I, man, I, I can say I have so much love and respect for you, man. Same here, bro. You know, you, you, you know what I'm saying? And just, uh, you know, just want to say thank you again. Oh, I was going to say, like, go ahead and you can shout out your academy, you know, like, and everything, you know. Okay. Um. So, so um, I want to first say um, September 12th at 9 a.m., at Via Verde Country Club, we're having a golf tournament for Prodigy. Prodigy is my brother's program. We 
we're not a, a Nike affiliator or Adidas affiliator or, or, or Under Armour. We're an independent, you know, uh, AAU team. And, and, and uh, we have, you know, a lot of kids that's come through and gone to college uh, from this program. And we want to continue to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's getting harder and harder to do it. Um, and, and we're just putting together a, a, a charity golf tournament to try to raise funds to continue to do this for, for the youngsters. So okay. Okay. that's first and foremost. And that that's uh, September 12th at 9 a.m. at uh, Vera Verde Country Club. For those who want to golf and get mm-hmm. out there and swing a little bit, come on through. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, on my um, Instagram at Real Tracy Murray, at Real Tracy L. Murray, um, there's flyers about the golf tournament, uh, so you can go on there and, and, and check out the fees or whatever, and if you want to get involved or donate. Mm-hmm. Um, my Twitter is at Real Tracy Murray. Um, my uh, Facebook is Real Tracy L. Murray. So, and, that, and my Instagram, again, is at Real Tracy L. Murray. Yeah, see, you got a lot going on, so... <laughs> Follow him on all his uh, social platforms, everybody. You know what I'm saying? If you want to learn more about his program, it is a, pro- a great program. You know what I'm saying? I've heard a lot about it. You know, they have, you know, some some talent, some real talent. And they doing it without the the big, big, you know, hoop love Nike or Adidas or whatever the case is. You know what I'm saying? And, and, doing it. And, our, and our mission is to get them in college, man. Mm-hmm. Get them, get them mm-hmm. in college. We don't, we're not pushing the NBA. We have two guys that were blessed enough to make it to the NBA, and that's Jordan McLaughlin and Kessler Edwards. They're both blessed enough. They had that it factor other than, you know, their work ethic and the type of kid they are. Uh, they were very blessed to to be in a situation, you know, where they can support their families like that. Uh, we have a couple of guys overseas, but most of our young men, young women, they were able to go to college. And, and start their life off debt-free because of a scholarship. I think that's really important. If we can help our youngsters get to college and get an education, then they can start their life off without student loan debt. Mm-hmm. There you go. Like I said, the main thing is that, you know, like if you play overseas, play NBA, just, you know, even going to college is just a blessing in itself. Yeah, yeah the NBA and overseas is the cherry on top, but you, yep. you, you got you to gotta put the ice cream on the cone first. With yep, <laughs> agreed. Well, you, know, you can follow me, uh, obviously, on the Believe Network. Um, we've got many shows. Like I said, shout out to my boy Sam. Sam, uh, you know, kind of like we have the Believe UCLA show along with this show and Athlete's Journey. Uh, it's on Spotify, iHeartRadio, you know, uh, Apple Podcasts. Also, like, you'll catch this show on YouTube as well. Um, and you can follow me at Travis W. Reed. That's R-E-E-D on Instagram and Travis W. Reed on Facebook. Those are my two social media platforms. Also, for you book readers, uh, I have a book club on LinkedIn, you know, but you have to be a LinkedIn member to get on it. Uh, people have been asking me, like, to pump that up, so I, this is my first time doing it. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a book club, Travis Reed's book club. Just like I said, hit your boy on LinkedIn, Travis Reed, and I'll add you to the book club. You know, it's people always wonder like what athletes be reading or whatever the case is. You know, for me, I read a, a different, you know, different kind of books from five, you know, five love languages to Kobe Bryant's book to, 
you know, Showtime book to whatever, you know, I, I right. read, I read them all. So, <laughs> yep. all right. Well, like I said, we'll talk to you next week. Peace. fastest easiest way to wage all of your favorite sports contests and events with the first to market eyes and lines find reviews and news in every league including major league baseball nfl nba nhl combat sports esports and even golf but online continues to be the top resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting props and features head on to bet online today use your mobile device and join today and make your first sports bet use our promo code b l e a v 50 to receive your 50 percent discount welcome bonus to your first or your first deposit bet online when the game starts thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.